0: Amen. Brother Albritton, I want you just to take your liberty. I want you to preach to me today. I'm hungry for the word of the Lord. Take your liberty. Preach the word of the Lord this morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, Praise the Lord everybody. Praise the oh, Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. He, I'm glad I came yesterday to, to, <laughs> to wish my pastor happy anniversary. <laughs> so glad. So glad I did. Uh, I was teasing them, Everybody I said, "Man, I said they told me we was doing drive-through confession today, so that's why, that's why I'm a drive-through drive-in." <laughs> oh, we had a good time, and then uh, he he gave me a friendly reminder. So thank you so much for that. But we're so thankful for our pastor. I, I've been in prayer and thanking God for a pastor with wisdom, church family, pastor with wisdom being able to navigate these these trouble, troublesome waters in this time, and it, it just, it's just permeating uh, his wisdom throughout this situation, and being able to guide us to the other side of this, and God has given him the wisdom, the scripture that comes to my mind through this whole thing is, uh, some things are lawful, but it's not all things, it's just not expedient. Right, right, right. So I, I, you know, every pastor has their is listening to God, and every pastor is trying to obey God for the way they feel. But I'm so thankful for my pastor this morning. Uh, amen, amen. Uh, I'm just going to point out a personal, personal uh, reference here. I have a, uh, I have a grandma great grandmother, way in Virginia, that is 101, and 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 sharp as a tack. Uh, sharp as a tack she can hold a conversation and talk years off and she listens to my messages on the, on the regular faithfully faithfully and even so faithful uh, my grant my grandpa will he'll, he'll he'll download them or he'll go to the website and he'll look at them uh, he'll listen to them and take them to her take them to her her room she's in a nursing facility and uh she listens to them so regularly my my sister was just up there about a month ago And uh she they went to her room to visit her and they sat her down and had her listen to the message all over again. (laughs) They turned it on, really, they turned it on. And so my sister thought, you know, okay, we'll we'll hear this in the background and no she she tuned in and she was listening, saying amen and everything. So I, I, I just appreciate that and she she loves so I'm gonna give her a personal little shout out this morning through all this difficulty, but good thing I've talked to my grandma yesterday and she's she's doing well she is doing well so we thank God for that we for God to keep her keep her keep her in his hands throughout this situation that our world is going through right now if you have your Bibles, church family uh, I know some of you downstairs the ones that's with us upstairs if you're in your house if you have your Bible we're going to a very very familiar familiar verse of scripture I want to say this is one of my favorite scriptures. Uh, it, it, it is my favorite scripture. You'll probably figure it out here in the midst of this sermon that we'll try to try to attempt to preach. But I hope I can just reach somebody, reach somebody through the airwaves, reach somebody's heart. Uh, but I'm just going to read these couple of scriptures: Luke 22:31. Luke 22:31. Like I said, very very familiar, but if I know God has spoken to me, feel like he has to church family just to reach out to you, hopefully I can encourage you, strengthen you as you're in your home and is through this situation that God still has you in his hands, and he still is concerned about his church, and none of this has caught him by surprise, but he still has us in his hands. Luke twenty two thirty one reads as follows And the Lord said Simon Simon behold Satan have desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail thee not and when thou art converted strengthen thy brethren strengthen thy brethren and I'm gonna take my title from verse thirty two But I have prayed for thee. But I have prayed for thee. And I had this, was preparing this even before this situation outbroke, COVID-19 or whatnot. Before this even, God had just spoke these words to me and be able just to put some thoughts together. Didn't know when I would preach this. Didn't know what was coming up. But this, this thought that just kept permeating through my mind is when God prays for you. When God prays for you. And that's what I'm going to use as a title. When God prays for you. Uh, if you're able to, can we lift our hands and just go to the Lord in prayer right now. Oh, spirit of the living God, rain fresh on us, God. God, rain fresh on us this morning. Rain fresh on us this morning, God. We need you, God. We need you, God. Anoint these lips of clay, God. Anoint the hearts and the minds of your people this morning. Oh, touch us, God. Touch us. Enable us, God, to go a little further in you. Oh, Jesus will be so careful to give you all the glory and all the honor. And with the church family, say, Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. Uh, throughout the scripture, throughout the uh, especially the New, the New Testament, you'll see a certain disciple that seems to always kind of come to the forefront. A lot of times, uh, something about this Simon Peter, something about him, he seemed to be special. He seemed to always come, come to the forefront for some reason. Uh, and it, it seems that Peter seemed to have a nature just to... Just to leap out, and he was always the first one to open up his mind, open up his mouth, and open up and share his thoughts throughout Scripture. And you'll see, uh, but it seems like this is this Scripture, took, took this, the text was, was taken out of when God, when, when at the Last Supper, uh, the disciples were just kind of talking about, in Luke's version, they were going through and talking about, hey, who is the greatest among these? who was greatest, they were talking, and it seems to be that God seemed to, to, to he, he talked to him about that, and then he just happened, and he just seemed to turn his radar straight on Simon Peter. And he just happened to say these words, and he said, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan have desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. And what's the crazy thing, he never said anything to any other disciples regarding this. He just seemed to narrow him in and said, hey, Simon, something is about to happen to you. Something, you're about to go through something. Something, uh, it's something special about you. uh, That something is going on. He says, Satan have desire to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Child of God, saints of God, I just want to tell you, it seems like The only reason why Satan would try to stop Simon Peter is because he knew God had his hand on him. He knew that he was headed somewhere. He knew that God had a plan for his life. And church family, I just came to tell you this morning, God has a plan for your life. And God has a plan for this church. Ah, uh, Satan have desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Yes. You know, I was thinking about this. I said, you know, it's funny that, you, uh, to use this as a reference, a lot of times most of us see, you know, uh, uh, I guess they call them panhandlers or something, uh, out, out, in, out of sometimes they're hanging out at Walmarts or something. Have you ever thought about robbing, robbing a panhandler? <laughs> most cases, none of us have. Most cases, uh, I'm probably sure. If you got somewhat of a brain and you care about your future, you probably never thought about. It. Never thought about robbing. a lot of times, you'll go down to a, to a to a certain area of town and seems kind of rugged or, or whatnot. And 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 the, the lady that has kind of a beggar mentality, kind of kind of scraggly looking, uh, not well kept, can walk through some of the roughest neighborhoods and be unbothered. But you know why? because nobody thinks she has anything to take so guess what she can walk peacefully she can walk undisturbed un, 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 it doesn't matter because everybody's looking at her and saying wait a minute there's nothing there's nothing that we can take from her but child of God if you feel like you're in a fight this morning if you feel like something is, is pressing up against you and if you feel like Satan or the devil or his imps are ra- racing after you and chasing you and it just feels like something is pressuring you will walk with God it's because they 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 know and they feel that God has his hand on you. And this church as a whole. I'm going to tell you that God has his hand on us. Throughout this whole ordeal. God has his hand on us. I said Satan has desire to have each and every one of us. But for the very example. Because he knows if he lets you go. You're going to get a hold of something. You're going to do something. You're going to win somebody to God. You're going to stay in God's plan. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to try to go through this text and extrapolate some some few texts, extrapolate some things I just want to bring to your attention. Uh, it says Satan, this first part of this text, Satan desires to have you. Uh, I'm just going to go through Matthew 16, Matthew 16 and 13. This is one of the, the, the first, rep, not the first references, but one of the references that Peter, it just, just seems to come to the light, to come to the light real long with me. It says, when Jesus came unto the coast of Caesarea of philippi he asked his disciples saying who do men say that that i the son of man am and they said some say thou art john the baptist some elias another Jeremiah, or one of the prophets and he said to them but whom say ye that I am and and it just here we go again it says and Simon Peter and Simon Peter answered and said thou art the Christ the son of the living God and I told you something about that Simon Peter he rose up and said ah the rest of the disciples may not know but guess what I know I know he said, ah, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon bar for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. He said, Simon, that's something special right there. That's something special. Ah, Flesh and blood didn't reveal that unto you. But I told you, Simon, I got my hand on you. I got my hand on you. And it goes on to say, but I say thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not hide. I said, shall not prevail against it. Church family, hear these words. I said, hear these words right now. It says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm just going to step out right here and say, it doesn't matter what comes your way, what the devil throws your way, you can make it. You can survive this no matter what it says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it reading on it said I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven ah oh, Peter there's something special about you ah oh, I'm gonna give you the keys of the kingdom and later on in my message we'll get to it but right now that's the reason why he says Simon there's something special about you child of God there's something special about you that's why Satan desires to have you because you're headed somewhere I said because you're headed somewhere you're in God's hand and God cares deeply about you When God prays for you, when God prays for you, church, come with me. Come with me. It says the gates of hell shall not prevail. I'm just going to take a slap of the devil right here. It says the gates of hell. No COVID-19. No matter what comes in your way. No matter what God, no matter what the devil throws your way, you can make it. I said you can make it. You can make it. God's praying for you. God's praying for you, church family. God's praying for you. God's praying for you. But we're going to go on and look at the second part, second part of this verse. It says that he may sift you as wheat. That he may sift you as wheat. Church family, the sifting is necessary. The sifting is necessary. There's something about the sifting. The sifting. The sifting. The breaking down. The particles. Separating the good from the bad. Simon Peter, you're going to be sifted. We're going to find out what you're made of. You're going to go through some things, Simon Peter, that's not going to feel good. You're gonna go through some things that just makes you feel uncomfortable. It's it's gonna make you uncomfortable. It's even sometimes gonna be downright painful. I said it's gonna be downright painful. I'm gonna say here, tough times don't last, but tough people do. Says Simon, stay with me. The sifting's coming, the sifting's coming. This is one scenario of a sifting, Matthew 16, 21. Uh, he says, from that, from that time forth begin Jesus showing them his disciples how that they must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things. Of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee. But he turned unto him, Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. And right there, it was a sifting time for Peter, right there. He turned to him, Peter opened up his mouth again and said, oh, no, 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 that's not going to happen, Jesus, that's not going to happen. He said, I rebuke you, Satan. He called him Satan. I don't know how many of us could have survived that time, could have survived a statement of that nature. For coming directly from the mouth of jesus uh to just put it in context but somehow peter had that something about him he, he just thought he had to talk and get open up his mouth and proclaim that and jesus had to, to 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 set him straight but i told you the sifting revelation 3 and 19 it says as many as i love i rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent child of God don't take the sifting don't take the tough times don't take it as as God is throwing you away don't take it as God is saying it's over don't take it as he's he's throwing you out to the yard and said guess what I'm done with you no but he says many as I love I chasten I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sift. I'm gonna see how you can handle the tough times. I, uh, I like to say it this way. I'm gonna see how bad you really want it. I'm gonna see how bad you really want it. If you're being able to handle the tough times. And, and, and back to our text, reading on and picking up in verse Luke 22:58. And after a little while, another man saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. This is the reference that God was talking about just before he got crucified. He was telling Peter a caution in our text. But this is the rest of the story. This is after they take Jesus away from his disciples. In dramatic fashion, they come and get him. And he told Peter, he said, You're going to deny me thrice you're going to deny me. Peter really didn't believe it, but then it comes in. This is where we're picking up. 2258. Just read verse 58. We're going to go verse 59. And about the space of one hour after another, confidently affirmed, saying, of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, man, I know not what thou sayest, and immediately, why he spake, the cock crew, and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he said unto him before the cock crow, "Thou shalt deny me thrice," and Peter went out and wept bitterly. The sifting. The sifting. The sifting. Child of God, you might feel like you're being sifted right now. All right. And I'm going to tell you something. Yes, you are. We're all being sifted right now. I remember i said this statement plenty of times. I think I've said to you, Pastor. I said, I feel like this world, the church world, worldwide, The church worldwide is being sifted to seeing what we're really made of. The decisions we make right now, can you hang on when you don't have a present building to attend? Yes, we all know. We we, we preached and shout it to it all. The church is in us. The church is in us. We shout it. And it's it's true. It's all the way true. But we don't have that physical connection. That physical, present place to come in and worship. feel like everybody's being sifted. And church family, I know you feel like you're being sifted right now. But I'm going back to come to say, when God prays for you. When God prays for you. Right here, we saw You know, when he told them the gates of hell ain't going to prevail against the church, that was a shouting moment. That was a shouting moment, Peter. But all of a sudden, he said, you're going to deny me thrice, Peter. You're going to deny me. You're going to say you don't even know me. Because if we look at the really the context, yes, we know the end of the story, but they didn't know. And the same thing, church family, you don't know the end of your story. And we look at the Bible and we know the end of the story so we can shout, oh, man, Peter, why did you do it? Why did you do it? Oh, man, it was Jesus. It was Jesus. He did all the miracles. You followed him. You got the the front row seat to everything. Why did you do it? But why do you do what you do, child of God? You don't know the end of your story. Peter didn't know the end of his story. They took Jesus in and and, and they, they had a feeling, oh, man, this is it. So guess what? If I say I know them, guess what? They're coming for me next. They're coming for me next. I don't know them. I don't know them. I'm fighting for my own too. He said Satan has desired to have you, Peter. Child of God, Satan desires to have you. He desires to uh, to get you off the track. Get you off track to derail your, your, your life. Derail your family. Derail this church. He desires it because guess what we was on we on the right track. We're on the right track. We're on the right track. God is going to do things that's going to blow our minds. But guess what? If he can get us off track now, if he can get the sheep to scatter, if he can get you discouraged, guess what? He might can derail the plan of God. But guess what? That's what I'm here to tell you, child of God. Stay in the fight. I said stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Stay connected. Stay with us and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter and Peter remembered the word of the Lord Peter was declaring I'm not going to leave you John I'm not going to leave you but then the third time I don't know the man I feel like it's just it's something that the Bible Luke pointed that out He said Jesus looked at him remember remember and I'm hoping at this time, I don't, I don't know, I can't speak for Peter, but I, I just hope he remembered the words. He said Satan had desired to have you, but he's, he's going to sift you as we, he wants to. He said, but I prayed for you, Simon, Peter. I prayed for you. I prayed for you. I prayed for you. I don't know if he really remembered right then or not. I don't know. It says he wept bitterly. I don't know. But I'm hoping he did. And I'm hoping, child of God, it's not the end just yet. It's not the end. He said, but I have prayed for you. We're going to go to the third part of this text. But I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not. He said, your faith fail not your confidence in God we I'm praying God said I'm praying that your confidence in me doesn't fail it doesn't fail your faith fail, and that's what I'm praying God is he, he's, he's in your corner child of God and that's why I pastor and the rest of us are praying that your faith don't fail that your faith don't fail because guess what? If your faith fails, you'll stop praying. I said, if your faith fails, you'll stop praying. If your faith fail, you'll stop believing that there is a God that that can, that can get you out of your predicament. If you'll stop have your faith fail, you'll stop reading your Bible, you'll stop living right. If your faith fails. You're right, brother. You're right. But it's something about that faith that anchors you to it. To know, even when you're weeping bitterly, bitterly, even when you don't know where God is at the time, it's something about it that says, God, don't let my faith fail. Don't let my faith fail. Don't let my faith fail. You're going to survive the shifting because God prayed for you. You're going to survive it. You're going to survive it. You're going to survive it. I'm going to get a little transparent here, church family, because I feel, yes, we say Peter's name a lot, but we can insert it with pretty much every one of our names. We can pretty much insert every one of our names. Satan have desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Many of you know my story, many of you know where I was raised, raised in church, raised in church, on a powerful church, felt a call of God on my life early on, always was sensitive to the things of God, not to say I was a perfect kid, but. Just always, I remember telling my mom statements, statements like I wanted to work for the church at like 12 years old. It was, I think my mom was kind of blown away, kind of crazy, but just thinking how, you know, I was thinking at that time. And, uh, time, life went on, 17, I really officially felt the call of God on my life, uh, but all we did, things raised in the proverbial glass house, if I could say. Time went on and did, you name it, we, I did it in church and loved it, loved every bit of it. But got married, I think it was around 21 or so. My job, the job I was working at the time... It it was literally like two minutes, two, three minutes from the church, literally. And I had worked, I had been at that job for three or four years, and it, it, I don't know what it was, I know what it was, but it kind of came out of the blue and just felt like God said, I want you to spend some time with me, I was 21 at the time, and uh, married, uh, so he said, felt impressed on my lunch break. Like I said, I was about three minutes from church, three minutes from church, and it was super close. I could be up there on my lunch break, and I would just, I would just go in the prayer room, and we had an open prayer room, and I would go in there, and I would just spend time with God. And I, I, I would say almost out of a five-day week, three to, almost three, most of the time four days out of the week, it would, I would just go. And, and then this went on for a while. This went on for a while, and I just, you know, it was just something about it just drew me. And I'm not trying to sound super spiritual today. I was super spiritual by no means, but uh, just, it was just that time. And I, I can't even say that, I won't even tell you, church family, that it was even, man, I mean, the moment I walked in, I was just talking in tongues and tapping out. I will not even say that. A lot of times, it was just something about it. Some days it was like that. Some days it wasn't. But it seemed to me that God just said, I just want you to spend this time. I just want you to spend this time with me. And this went on for probably a year and a half and probably about six months into it. Felt like God told me, he said, you're not always going to have this opportunity. And I'm thinking at that time, I'm like, man. I not have. I'm at this time. I'm not going nowhere. I don't know. I don't know. I whatever. So I kind of dismissed the thought. Went on, and, and, and it would get to the point where uh, the, somebody somebody else would be in the prayer room at that time, and I would almost have a bad spirit. I'm like, man, this is my time. This is my time. We go up. Said, man, come on now. Get out of here. It was funny. We had a we, funny thing. We had a rule at the time. If a female was in there, just them alone, me male couldn't go in there. So, a lot of times I would see a lady in there and I'd have to wait in the parking lot and then they, they would have to, have to wait for them to come out. And I'm hoping they come out at the time I had a lot of lunch. And it, it was just a, but most cases I got, I had them my opportunity. So, I would go in there and I would pray. And sometimes people would tease me and we had a youth service at the time. And they'd come in, oh, that's the reason why you was in there because you knew you had to preach. I was like, no, that's the reason why you was in there. <laughs> That's the reason why you was in there. Uh, I said, I'm here all the time. And so, but it would go on and, 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 like I said, probably about a year and a half, two years. Fast forward, I think I'm about 24. Life happened and life directed me in certain areas. Many of you know I joined, joined Air Force. Get to basic training. And it was my first time, very first time, very first time saying, Raising Church, not having a church member, not having a church, not having somebody that even believed in God close to me. Around a bunch of frivolity, emotions are wacky with everybody. And I, and I get there, and I'm saying, man, I've never been in this situation. Never been here. A couple days. Weeks go by. Days never. Didn't have a church. Didn't have a. Couldn't even have my phone. Didn't have a church. Couldn't call the pastor. Couldn't go to a prayer. Nothing. And I felt. And, and, and it's, tell that story. because I feel, felt the hounds of hell say. You're all alone. You're all alone now. There's nobody else around. There is nobody else around here. And I started to get a little discouraged. And it, it, was, it was just, it was enlightening. And it was just, I was like, man, I've never been here where I couldn't even go to a go to the church, call somebody. Be, I mean, we've been on vacation and went to church. Always anchor. But it was that total disconnection that got to me. I said, man. And I remember, and it was even hard to even pray because you didn't even have a time alone hardly. But I remember in the nighttime, lonely, I would get into my bed and I would just whisper. And I would just whisper, Jesus. Jesus. Just call his name, just to see if he would answer. Just, just to know, God, you're still there. You you still have your hand on my life. You still, are you really out there? And it was in those those hours that it seemed to, you just felt that presence of God sweep into a to the bed and the little bunk out I, I had and people all around me sleep or playing around or whatever but I could just focus on and I could just feel the presence of God so strong and this is when God spoke to me he said I told you there was going to come a time when you wasn't going to be just three minutes from a prayer room and at that time this is where I thought about this I said, God, I thank you. I thank you for praying for me. You knew this time was going to come. You knew this time was going to come. You said, I prayed for you that your faith fail thee not. And that's what I'm praying, church family you might feel like you're all alone you might feel like you're by yourself you might feel like everybody's everybody's deserted you you can't get out of your house you just feel stuck but i'm telling you there's some things you did there's some times you attended church and you didn't know why you didn't know the stock that you was building up for times like this It said. Don't let my faith fail, and I would pray this and say, God, don't let my faith fail. Don't let my faith fail. Amen. And many times, it just happened time and time again. And I would just feel the presence of God just by whispering His name, and, and, and I begin to just pray and throughout the time. If I had time alone. And it was, it was just funny how God started working out things. I would get picked for jobs that I would be alone or just me and another person. And it was just something to see how God would just give me that time to just get alone. Jobs that everybody else wanted. They would say, hey, you go over there and do this. And I would just have that time alone. Just like, man, thank you, Jesus. I still feel you. I still feel you. I know you're there. I know you're there. And church family, I tell you, God's praying for you. Don't let your faith fail. Don't let your faith fail. And many other times, many times, I would go on a deployment somewhere and other side of the world, same scenario. And a lot of times people, you walk into the shop and they would just sense something. They would stop their talking or conversating or stop cussing or what have you. They would just stop it as I came through. A lot of times they would say, come through, hey, you're a preacher. I'm like, you don't even barely know me. I'm on the other side of the world right now. I ain't thought nothing about preaching. And a lot of times, and I would, and God would say every time, see, I'm here. Doesn't matter where you are, I'm here. I'm here. And it will blow my mind. It will blow my mind. And I will say, man, God, you're there. You're here. You're here. Don't let my faith fail. Don't let my faith fail. 1 Peter 1 and 7, it says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearance of Jesus Christ. I said that faith, don't let your faith fail, don't let your faith fail. In closing... You, somebody, can come to the music. I'm not done. Don't let your faith fail. The final part, final part of the text says, When thou art converted, when thou art converted, it says, and I, I love it that it doesn't say if. I love that that it doesn't say if. It doesn't it doesn't leave room for doubt. It says, when, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. He said, Peter, I'm gonna put you through some things. I'm gonna put you through some things. But guess what? When this is over, when this is over, when this is over. over, When thou art converted, when thou art converted, strengthen, strengthen thy brethren. And I can use my own life as an example. Say you're going to go through some things. But when this is all said and done, I'm going to have you strengthen some people. I've been there when it's all alone. When you feel like you're all alone. Like I said, I didn't even know I was going to preach this at this time. But I know you might feel like you're all alone. But I'm going to tell you, don't let your faith fail. Don't let your faith fail. Don't let your faith fail. Child of God, you feel like you're all alone. You feel like you're disconnected. Don't let your faith fail. But when thou are converted, strengthened, Thy brother. John 21 and 15. 21 and 15, she said, It says, So when they had died, Jesus said to Simon Peter son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. I don't really know if this really has a correlation. I'm just going to correlate it, but it's funny. He denied him thrice. But then he's gonna ask him to love me. Thrice. Peter got angry. Jesus, why you keep asking me this? Why you keep asking me this? All oh, we've been through now, this text Jesus has come back from the dead. He sees some fishing. They don't get nothing. I don't even think they realized it was Jesus at the moment. Jesus said, Throw your ship, throw your net on the other side of the boat. Then they all of a sudden drug a whole bunch of fish in. Then Peter, all of a sudden, realizing that it was Jesus, jumped out of the boat and swam. Swam to him. And he said, then all of a sudden, this is what occurred after they get done dining. Peter, do you love me? I he said, I told you, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Strengthen thy brethren. Shout of God. It's not over after the sifting. It's not over because it's that symptom that's going to break you it's going to take you through some things to see how bad you really want it but then on the other side of it on the other side on the other side of it when you get to, when, when God gets done working for you at that season in your life He said strengthen your brother you're going to go through things that's going to help somebody else get through their trial." You're going to go through things to be able to help somebody else. And as we looked through a lens of Peter's eyes, this is where all of us are. He said, Peter, do you love me more than everybody else? Do you love me more than the rest of them? He said, yes, I love you. He said, Peter, I want you. You remember I said I gave you the keys to the kingdom. I remember. And as humanity, it's funny. We we sat through service and God tells us all kinds of things. But it's funny, he had to keep he reminded Peter again. I gave you the keys. I don't even know if Peter remembered at that time, but all of a sudden it came through and said, Hey, wait a minute, Peter, you're the one that's gonna feed my sheep. I gave you the keys a while ago. Now I want you to feed my sheep. Remember, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Acts 2:14. Now we know how the Holy Ghost is poured out. Told him to go to Jerusalem, hang out there, tarry there. I'm gonna pour out the Holy Ghost on you. You know, the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, all in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, filled all the house where they were sitting, peering them clothing tongues like a fire, set up on each of them, and they were all filled. And then it goes on, it says Acts 2:14. But Peter don't say no other disciple, don't say any of the rest of us is but Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto him, ye men of Judea and all that ye that dwell at Jerusalem, but this known unto you hearken unto my words, for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but a third hour of day but this was that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saying, God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. See, Peter, that's why the sifting. But remember, I prayed for you. You're going to go through some things. I'm praying for you. We're praying for you. But at your faith, fail you not. Acts 2:37, this great plan of salvation. Now, when they heard this, this, is still Peter? Now, when they heard this, they were pricking their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then here it comes again. Then Peter, I know you're denying me. I know you walked away for a little bit. I know, I know. But guess what? Then Peter, didn't Peter said unto him, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Child of God. That's it right there. Then, Peter, I gave you the keys, Peter. I gave you the keys. This is the reason why you gotta survive the shifting, you gotta survive the sifting through it all don't let your faith fail don't let your faith fail child of God God has you God has you God has you in his hands 2 Timothy 2 19 nevertheless the foundation of God standing sure having this seal the Lord knoweth them that are his and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. And if a man purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel in honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. said, God's not done with you. God's not done with you. He's not done with you. But you gotta survive the sift. You gotta survive the sift. You gotta survive the tough times because He's equipped you. Because when this is all said and done, we're gonna need you to reach somebody else. We're gonna need you. God, is gonna need you. This church is gonna need you to help somebody else. But guess what? You gotta survive the sift, and it's much easier. Because remember that God prayed for you. God prayed for you. Wherever you are, I bore my heart out to you. If you can find a place to pray, as we sing a couple song, a couple times, we're just going to sing. And I want you to, church family, don't let your faith fail. Don't let your faith fail. Don't let your faith fail. Don't let your faith fail.